This is Dr. Charles Parker, and you're listening to Core Brain Journal. It's the place where I connect both fresh discoveries and interesting different perspectives from advanced mind science with the realities of real people and everyday life down on Main Street. Well, welcome board folks. Dr. Charles Parker here one more time at Core Brain Journal. And you know, one of the things we really have a lot of fun with here at Core Brain Journal is talking to some really interesting people that have different angles on what we can do. Instead of just doing the do it, do it, do it thing, let's go ahead. If something's not working, uh, we need a little more information on how we could solve this problem. What we're going to be talking today is a, a whole process called NET, and it's for it's neuroemotional technique. It's and we're going to be talking to a certified neuroemotional technique provider, Jason Wasser. Thank you so much for coming on board, Jason. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. So before we get started, and before I introduce Jason, let me just tell you a couple quick words from the people who support our program over here. Core Brain Journal is supported by Great Plains Laboratory. They are deep international biomedical testing leaders for improved targeted mind science details. As both laboratory and webinar global thought leaders, they provide the most comprehensive set of hard data measurement tools for real biomedical answers beyond guesswork. And they also provide multiple training webinars for both the public and medical providers on how to use that data effectively in their offices in every tab. Check out their website for references and testing details and take note on this point. They really like what we're doing here at Core Brain Journal and they're supporting us by offering a free test every week. You've got to run over to this URL that I'm going to give you and see if you can drop a name and get a drawing for a free test. And they have, as you know, we've interviewed a number of people from Great Plains. These tests are phenomenal and they test run from you know, like a hundred bucks to six hundred dollars. So you don't know. See what you can get, and they'll have it up for you uh, to take a look at. And this is the URL: uh, Great Plains Laboratory, all one word. dot com forward slash CBJ for Core Brain Journal. Great Plains Laboratory. dot com for CBJ. So let me tell you a little bit about Jace here. So the issue is we have a number of issues going on, but Jason is an extensive background in working with youth and adults from all walks of life. His positions have included serving as a student life counselor coordinator at Princeton University. He provided counseling services there for special needs and for the families through the Florida Medicaid waiver program. So he's in Florida now. Let me straighten that out. I was thinking he was in Princeton when we started talking. And he's directing a nonprofit community educational and recreational program activity down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So over the years, he's been able to speak on college campuses, retreats, educational programs on topics including spirituality, relationships, meditation and self-hypnosis, and group leadership, every single topic we're interested in here. So he's consulted with professional athletes, on the, the baseball guys, the basketball guys, the tennis association, and he is a certified coach, as I said a moment ago, in the neuro-emotional technique activity. So this, without further ado, let's jump on this. We'll have a little more in the bio on the website. We want to make sure we get the time and to talk about neuro-emotional technique. So Jason, first of all, you have a very wide variety of interests. I mean, you know, you're 
you're a deep guy. How did you have to condense all of that into this neuroemotional technique? What's the connection? How does all that work? Absolutely. So as a licensed therapist, after I left Princeton, where I was doing student activities, I came back down to South Florida and went to graduate school for marriage and family therapy. And while I was doing that program, I found that a lot of the things that they attended to was really just from the neck up, right? We're dealing with the emotions as we explain and define them, but not necessarily as how our body processes that. So I was finding I was kind of hitting a wall with a lot of my cases and clients and myself were going through a a journey of experiencing different integrative and alternative medicine modalities. And I was actually a client or a patient of an NET practitioner before I became a practitioner myself. So all of these things really do make sense from my perspective of right families, kids, couples, business, spirituality really are all aspects of the therapeutic realm. And if we don't address one of them, we're really missing a component of the potential of that person that we're working with. So when I stumbled into NET, when I was working on something for myself that I was going through a major trauma, I saw within one to two sessions how radically it shifted and I felt better. And within a month, I actually signed up for my first training. That sounds so interesting. You know, one of the things we said a little bit offline before we got started, I, of course, we're fascinated by the mind-body connection. And you know, it's so often, and you see this, in fact, you almost said it a moment ago, I know you, you know this, but so often people think that the mind is always affecting the body and they mm-hmm. just don't go the other way. They don't have an idea. And as, and as informed as we are, as many people as we've been talking to, and, and uh, the bottom line is the body does affect the mind. And I, that may sound kind of innocent in one way, in a way it sends sounds commonsensical, but it's surprising how people just overlook that fact. They don't know how to do it. They don't know how to measure it. One of the things we do with our sponsors is we look at the body and what it can actually do to change the mind. So then tell us a little bit about this technique because we're very interested in how you would do it. I think one of the big things is just jump right into what we can do, how people can, why they would want to do this in the first place, and then how they do it if you don't mind. Sure. So I think the first place I should start with you is actually the clinical research, because knowing that there's tons of things out there, there are many practitioners who are doing multiple modalities, some things that are more proven than others. NET has actually been published in the Journal of Cancer Survivorship on two different times over the last year, actually. And the studies have been coming out of Jefferson Medical School in Philadelphia, which, as you're probably aware, is, I think, the oldest medical university in the country, right? Mm -hmm. So they have an integrative medicine department there that's run by Dr. Daniel Monti, who's a psychiatrist. He's been featured in documentaries, uh, What the Bleep, and he's written, published numerous, numerous articles. So Dr. Daniel Monti is the chair of the integrative medicine department and has actually led the research studies using NET on post-traumatic stress that cancer survivors have had from their cancer diagnosis experience. Very interesting. And what they found in the study is that they would have them tell their story of the moment that they found out that they were diagnosed they would record that, it would be transcribed, and a practitioner would read that story over to the patient while they were put into an fMRI machine so that their brain would be mapped while they were living that experience of that moment while a narrative of that experience is being told to them. 
And they found that in all the people that were participating in the studies that the brain lit up in pretty consistent areas. And I have more information about this that you can see on my, on my website that I'll give later on. And they found that once they did three to five NET sessions, more emotional technique sessions, they found that majority, if not all of not just the symptoms went away, but the brain areas that lit up also went away. Terribly interesting. FMRIs, functional magnetic resonance imaging, guys. And, you know, it's, it's very, very interesting because you can see the brain function with it. And you can actually look at the anatomy and you can actually see what's going on. So similar to SPEC, it's not SPEC. SPEC uses a radioisotope, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it's a different kind of thing, but it's very SPEC, a single photon emission computed tomography. But, but that's very cool. You got some science yeah. there. I just loved it when you said you're going to get into the size of the data. Well, I think I want to start there, right? Because the, if you if you surround it by that, then you know that there's a little bit more substance to the protocol. Because when you actually look at it, I, I joke with my clients that they're, you know, let go of the idea that it looks like it's coming out of Harry Potter. For, <laughs> so, right. So, so much of it. I mean, that's what the society thinks anyway. I mean, they right. think the whole mind thing is like a big grab pot anyway. And Right. The science is increasingly there. That's the reason we're doing Core Brain Journal. That's why we're so happy to have you on, Jay. So. Well, thank you. So I wanted to add that one of the main people in the study is Dr. Andrew Newberg. And Dr. Andrew Newberg used to be at Penn Medical, was now at Jefferson, but he's one of the top neuroimaging specialists in the world. And his research studies actually surround neurotheology, an area of study that he pretty much created, which is studying the brain during religious and spiritual experiences. Oh my God! So you have two heavy hitters, Dr. Dan Monty and Dr. Newberg, who really were the lead medical doctors on this, and Dr. Anatobia, who is a psychologist, leading the facilitation of the NET intervention. But really, you had some heavy hitters behind this, and it was picked up very quickly with, I think, one or two re- uh, draft edits into mm-hmm. the journal, which is really uncommon, right? There's multiple, multiple edits before a journal really accepts your final copy. But this was pretty quickly accepted. Well, I think the other thing is really quite topical, if you really think about it. People, so many people think PTSD is is like, what is that? I mean, they they kind of don't know about it. But I think the nuance of being able to really address what happens to a human being emotionally, cognitively, and to their brain function around cancer. People say, hey, that's just what you do. It's life. You got to live with it. But, you know, there are things that we can do, and we're looking forward to hearing about, with individuals and how pervasive is that problem? And how, how often is it not addressed correctly? Thank you so much again for right. coming on. Of course. So, and as you know, from the perspective of what you're doing with functional nutrition, functional medicine, you know that if there's a stress pattern, right, we get into deficiencies of vitamins, specifically vitamin B for stress patterns, and that will help, you know, that will not allow the body to go into a full capable healing. So when we're talking about targeting stress patterns, unresolved core trauma stuck in the body, the more you can resolve those things, the more you're going to allow upstream the body to actually allow itself to heal the way it naturally needs to heal. So we're playing with all those different levels. That is so very interesting. So let's talk about, before we get into the actual process, I'm going to take a break in just a second, but this is the first question before the break. What kind of person would fit in? Of course, we talked about the cancer and and how, how traumatic that could be on a person. But let's tease that qualified people into it a little bit more in terms of who would be the right kind of person to consider using this technique on. So I don't think there's a wrong type of person to actually using this technique. In fact, as a licensed therapist, I use this a lot of times to just bypass the traditional talk therapy modality because we can find things in minutes that would take weeks and months to come up in therapy using this protocol. And we'll get into how that works, I guess, after the break. But I really say that anybody who has excessive anxiety, 
or grief, fear, anger, any other emotion that hasn't resolved itself and continues to resonate through them both emotionally and physically long after the original cause has happened is the perfect person to try NET. Well, this is terrific. So everybody qualifies. So if a person's, if a person's thinking about it, and look what's so intriguing about it. We've had some other people on. I don't know if you've heard of the Accelerator Response Therapy crowd, ART crowd. We, you would love listening to them. We've had their director, uh, the guy that originally put it together, a guy named Kevin Kipp, Dr. Kipp. But you would enjoy it because it's in the same path and it would uh, help broaden your thinking about this whole thing. But we're very fascinated. They can get do the same kind of thing is happening. Now, I don't know the technique that well because we were just talking about it. And I think it you, know, you almost have to practice it for a while to really get into it. So let's take a break here. And I'll tell you the question we're going to ask. It's really simple, folks. When you get back, we're going to ask, we're going to do this little short note from our supporters. And we're going to come back and we're going to ask Jason, how does he do it? So folks, we'll be back in just a moment. Today, the world of mind, science, psychiatry, and mental health is rapidly changing with innovative, comprehensive testing that takes both patients and practitioners into a new world of measured details with useful, understandable, and remarkably actionable plans. The key phrase here is cost-effective. Testing also introduces a key parallel word, predictability. Psychiatric treatment failure, especially after multiple medications and our brief hospitalizations, arises directly from the complexity of measurable brain-body imbalances and impediments that explicitly interfere with medical outcomes and create costly difficulties with inadequately informed supplement and medication trials over time. Great Plains provides a leadership team of biomedical experts with advanced laboratory insights approved nationally both by the FDA and CLIA laboratory certifications and is available internationally for both public and medical professions. Great Plains Laboratory is the primary laboratory we've used at CoreSight for years with excellent customer service for both patients and medical colleagues. They are on the spot, they get it every time. In addition, they provide exemplary training modules, which are webinars and conferences, in an effort to broaden practice perspectives wherever you live. Do follow up on one of these complimentary test offers today at http greatplainslaboratory.com forward slash CBJ. Yeah, that's Core Brain Journal CBJ. Well, Jace, thank you so much for giving us all those other uh, individuals. I'll have them on the show notes, folks, because I think this is what we're really trying to do here at Core Brain Journal is get everybody edified about this. So go ahead and Jace, tell us how this takes place and, and then... After that one, after you talk about how, then I'd love any kind of speculative idea or what you think or what you know about how it works so fast. What, what, you know, let's talk about both of those items. Let's talk about the technique first, please. So I think I can answer the question really hand in hand. To explain how we do it, it really needs to be explaining the history about how it got created. Dr. Scott Walker is a chiropractor, and he found that when he was adjusting his clients for injuries or chronic pain, he found that the area that they were adjusting in uh, chiropractic terms they call subluxation would not hold between session to session. So let's say there was a car accident patient that would come in and you adjust the area that was out of place and it would be there, it would be fine. And then afterwards, you would come back a couple days later, they realized that that same area would have that same problem. And he found that one time 
while they were going through a session and they thought about the car accident while the adjustment was taking place, he realized that the body's nervous system and physiology was going back to that moment of the car accident, sending that neuro-emotional cascade through the body. And then while adjusting, it was really healing that moment. And that's where it kind of went off to the races. So he said, well, what can we do as far as stuff that hasn't anything to do with a car accident, but just stress and trauma. And that's where he started using the neurological muscle test. Muscle testing is very big in both physical therapy and chiropractic and other integrative medicine modalities. We use a neurological muscle test to find out if there is a nervous system response to a stimuli. And that could be a statement of, I'm okay with whatever the issue is. It could be thinking about a memory or an issue, or it can even be contacting an area of pain or discomfort. From there, we would find out which of the Chinese medicine meridians, because in applied kinesiology, they connect muscle testing and body organs to Chinese medicine pathways, and each of the pathways correspond to different emotions. So using the muscle test to locate the Chinese medicine pathway that is, so to speak, out of balance, we can then find an emotion that's connected to that meridian and then allow that person going through whatever that issue is to create a snapshot with a narrative specific to how his or her body is holding that trauma. Allowing them to relive that moment brings up the physiology of what happened at that original event, holding that pulse point while going through that memory to that component actually allows their nervous system to reset itself. So what really NET is really aiming to do is identifying these original charged emotions and then allows the mind and body to finally release that pattern. Okay, now let me ask you this. So I was just Mm -hmm. zooming along there with you and you said, hold that pulse point. Yes. Now I didn't quite get that. So do you have your fingers on their pulse? So while they're going through it, we are testing different pulse points along the wrist. In Chinese medicine, they do pulse point diagnosis. We're not necessarily doing the diagnosis as far as to figure out systemically what's going on, but to find out which pathway has, so to speak, this emotional charge to it. Once we figure out the pathway, the muscle test will change from weak to strong or strong to weak, depending on where we are in the protocol. And that'll allow us to identify where we need to start. From there, each pathway, let's say the bladder meridian, which is really water in Chinese medicine, the water meridian is connected to the bladder. Bladder, one of the main emotions along that is fear. So the expression of, I was so afraid I almost peed myself. So we can really distill and chunk down the way the body somatically is carrying the experience, which is different than our intellectual interpretation of how we think we understand it. And that's how we can kind of yank out that Jenga piece. So do they actually then, forgive my limited understanding of these things, but I think it's great that I'm an innocent because I'm sure you get these questions all the time. Sure. So then do they actually, in some respect, relive the situation as a management protocol while the hand is on the pulse and the pulse is somehow then synchronizing the recovery process? Absolutely. So they're doing two things. One is that they're holding the pulse point and one they're holding their forehand, their forehead across their forehead, which are connected to the emotion points in this protocol. So both things while we're living and we have the hypo, you know, could be connected to the hypothalamus, which is what I think as well, but they're actually re allowing that nervous system to go back into that original state. Like you said, they're reliving that and then allowing the body to process it in the way that it should, if there were no other preconditions causing it to stay stuck. So we're really allowing it to run back to a homeostatic situation. So that if it stays stuck, you have to do some more searching. 
well, usually there might be other layers of that. There might be other emotions around that story, which we can find out as well. But typically the average, you know, one to two or three emotions that are stuck around that story, but the client can then explain what their relationship is to why they would perceive it to be that way through that emotional reality. And once that's processed out, so to speak, the nervous system resets back to normal, so to speak, right, in, in that paradigm. And they can actually feel and think about that problem or that issue or even that pain point differently. So range of motion issues, chronic pain, it can go away within the span of minutes to one or two sessions, as well as old traumas. Um, and I have a host of ones that you would think would take a year or two to resolve in traditional therapy have gone away within two to three sessions. Well, let's take the shovel out and get into the hole of chronic pain because we're really interested in that. We've done a lot of work with individuals in chronic pain. We have a whole page of vets, corebrainjournal.com forward slash vets. And it's really vets just because vets are so often not understood well. And there's, uh, as everybody here, the listeners know, uh, veterans frequently overlooked uh, in terms of what's going on. And and some of our experts talk about just get meds thrown at them counterproductively. So the issue would be chronic pain is terribly interesting. It seems so refractory. It seems like what in the heck can you do about it? I mean, it's like it's there, it's going to be there, and you just almost have to just throw some meds at it. And mm-hmm. with the opiate epidemic being what it is, this is a very germane point for you to tease apart a little bit for us with the types of pain what you've seen, what you recommend in terms of people getting evaluations, that sort of thing. Sure. So to stay specifically with your point about vets, one of the board members of NET in the research on the One Foundation, Dr. Frank Segreto, who's a chiropractor in South Jersey, actually worked with a vet who lost one of his limbs. And at that point, right, like you said, going through opioids, was going through depression, was going through family challenges and marriage challenges because of this. He was losing himself to the pain and the trauma and was started using NET with this person. And it was documented. There's actually a video um, that I can send a link to if I can find it for the listeners showing from beginning to end how that person went through the NET process and the changes of how he felt. One with the phantom limb pain, which as many people will know that they actually feel like that appendage is still there, but will also randomly get shots of pain or shots of like tingling throughout their, that area that those no longer even exists. So that is really a trauma in of its own self besides just not having that appendage to use anymore. But the chronic pain that may be there that, you, that from the point where the body no longer understands that it's there from. So NET was a powerful, powerful technique for this individual. So um, let's run the tape back a little bit. Pardon me for, again, being an innocent, sure. and I'm just so unfamiliar with it, but I know if I am everybody, there are many of the people out there unfamiliar with it. So, so a person comes in with phantom limb pain, which is so uh, ubiquitous. We see it happen very frequently. So they do the kinesiology to locate. First, they do the pulse and the kinesiology to see what the refractory position is. And then is there an affect that's associated, an emotional life or something right there? Absolutely. What we're doing, when we're looking for the muscle test, what we can, again, like I said, we can enter it in really three different ways. One is the, this patient could have said, I'm okay not having my arm, not having my leg. But really, if you're getting into the discomfort of it, what you're really having them do is focus on the actual sensory feelings of discomfort of what they're feeling. So if it's the actual pain, if it's a pain in their shoulder, like a frozen shoulder, contacting that point 
with one arm or the practitioner would contact that point and then muscle testing the free arm. And then obviously indicating whether there is something there that's in the nervous system or if it's structural. NET is really looking at four components, kind of like a baseball field. You put the issue on the pitchers now and then we run the bases. So first base would be emotions. And this is where we would do the actual NET protocol. Second base would be toxins, which would be using homeopathy to help the body process out whatever the body's carrying. Third base would be nutrition. Is there any deficiencies that the body needs nutritionally? And we would use whole food based uh, supplements such as standard process and like. And a home plate would be structural. So that would be left to more the body docs, the chiropractors, the acupuncturists, those who are licensed to physically adjust or treat the body. So the mind docs, such as me, who I really deal with the first three, and I have a chiropractor in my practice to send off to if I find a physical issue. To do the body issue. To yeah. do the body issue. Well, that is so terribly interesting. I mean, so then, and you've had plenty of experience with this. So Tell us this, and so uh, not to put you on the spot, but I'm sure these questions come up with folks. And uh, the next question is, what was a significant transformative experience for you where you said, okay, I'm cooking along, this is all kind of interesting, but now we're into, oh my gosh, this is pretty doggone unbelievable. Yeah. Do you have anything like that that comes to mind? Yeah, I have a, a client that I saw a few years ago, and I was probably just practicing for two years. And the list of challenges were given up by parents to grandma. Grandma emotionally abused this person as a child. A few years later, the person came out and identified themselves saying like, oh, I think I'm going to start dating uh, someone of the same gender. So they had to come out and deal with that after all the other traumas of being given up by parents grandma now abusing them, then coming out of the closet. Then a few years later, picked up HIV from a partner. So right, the traumas keep going and keep going. Oh, and that would yeah. have been enough, right? And then two years later, it turns out that unfortunately, dad and mom got into a fight and dad killed mom and then turned the gun on himself. Oh my gosh. And this happened all in the span of 22 years for this individual. 22 years. Wow. And of course, this person has gone to therapy. And of course, in the past has been put on medication and not only was this person obviously having anxiety and depression, but they were also going through body dysmorphic disorder. And this person was a very good, very healthy looking individual, very good looking. But of course, just you can't convince a person that. Yeah, that's yeah, the, right? yeah. And then on top of that was going through some physiological symptoms with their partner. They weren't able to perform. So mm -hmm. if we went into just the body dysmorphic stuff, traditional therapy, that would be one to two years, right? Of, mm -hmm. of typical treatment. And then if we want to deal with erectile dysfunction, you're talking about possible medication, you're talking about hypnosis, you're talking about relaxation and breathing techniques in a couple months to a year of, of treatment. Within three to four sessions, we were able to tackle everything using this technique, which had me in tears, had him in tears, and was just such a profound to really say, okay, I know this stuff works, but this really, really works. So if that doesn't prove yeah, right. the power of, of oh healing, God. right, of really connecting the mind and the body and really getting in there, traditional therapy only really talks about like what you think of what you're thinking. This gets really, really, really in there and really, in a really quick way, helps solve these problems. What a profound story, what a report, narrative, you hate to use the word story because it sounds disingenuous a little bit, yeah. but, but you know, it's such a tremendous moment for that person and to think that it's in that limited time frame of doing something. I mean, that is the big deal because so many people are just spending hours. I mean, I would think every insurance company would jump on this like in a minute. 
Like, let's train every practitioner that we're authorizing who is downstream from us, myself included. I should know about this. So in my own practice, we could just, hey, we need to do this. We need to have it available for people and, and get that done. So that does bring us to a close. We do have to wind up. We can talk longer about this. I'm telling you, this is going to be, Jace, we want you to come back sometime and, and uh, talk a little more about it because we're, we're a little pressured with a short, short visit today. And you just go ahead and think about what you want to present later on. We'll, we'll have you back. But for right now, let's talk about where people can go as we wind up to get some training where they can get further uh, connections with therapists who are trained like this, because that's what we do here at Core Brain General. We're trying to connect an uninformed group, myself included, so there's no disparaging remark there, with these new techniques. So let's get them connected. And if you could pass that on to us, we really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And that's also why I started with the clinical research. So it has that validated. And to tell you that this has been around for 35 years. So if you're a licensed mental health or medical practitioner, chiropractor, acupuncturist, physical therapist, you have to have a licensed medical related degree to assess and treat in your specific area or your domain, you can go to netmindbody.com and that will have all of the seminars that are listed there, as well as more of some background on the protocol and the history and the science and the research is also there. You can also go to the practitioner finder on that website. If you are outside of the South Florida area and you need someone who does this, I would go there to find a certified practitioner in your area. And they're all over the world, Australia and England, North America. There was one as far recently as someone in Israel who's been practicing this for 20 years. So this has been around for a while and it's really amazing that the research is backing it. And if you want to find me, if you actually want to find more about the research, the One Foundation, onefoundation.org, which is the NET research arm that's publishing and we're obviously always looking for people who want to help support moving this forward so that, like you said, practitioners around the world can know that this is not just a hokey alternative medicine that has no validation, but a real legit verified protocol. Uh, the One Research Foundation is a place to start. And then to find me would be www.thefamilyroomsfl.com. And the SFL is for southflorida.com. Well, that was really quick. I appreciate your saying it, folks. I'm going to get this out and got the links here. Jace, one uh, thing in closing, I hope you can send me the link on that uh, one fellow that you had the video on. If you do, I'm going to load the video on the show notes. Sure. Because then you can see what's going on. I think the visuals are so important. And you said it twice, but I didn't quite get it because I don't think I saw that in your, uh, in your material here. The one, what was the... The uh, One Research Foundation. So it's one, O-N-E, foundation.org. All right. That sounds great. Well, listen, Jace, thank you so much for coming on board. Let's do it again. This is kind of like Zoomy. We were Zooming a little bit, buddy. Definitely we're we're going to take it down to the next level, get a little deeper on the next time we get together, okay? Very much looking forward to it. Thank you very much. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening to Core Brain Journal. We're working every day behind the scenes to bring you reports that connect research benches with those street trenches. Here we share the complexity of mind science because as you know, details really do matter. One of the most pervasive misunderstood challenges is how commonplace medications like those written for ADHD are used so regularly without clear guidelines. If you think you'd like more specifics, take a minute to download my two-page PDF packed with video links and references 
on the absolute essentials of how to start ADHD medications. They're easily available at corebrainjournal.com forward slash start. Thanks for listening. Do connect and stay tuned. Together we can make a difference. 